This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations at Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone because individually we're great, but together we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian software. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Welcome to the BBC Music Magazine podcast. You can subscribe to the magazine by visiting classical-music.com or to our interactive iPad edition by visiting iTunes.com. BBC Music Magazine is now an official Apple Music curator and you can listen to our exclusive playlists by visiting applemusic.com slash bbcmm. Today I'm joined in the BBC Music Studio by Deputy Editor Jeremy Pound and Reviews Editor Rebecca Franks for First Listen, a monthly podcast where we chat about and rate an important new release. This month, we're turning our attention to Volume 1 of Shandos's new SACD series of Erin Copeland's orchestral music, played by the BBC Philharmonic under the baton of John Wilson. Included in this volume are the four dance episodes from Rodeo, the suite from Appalachian Spring and El Salon Mexico. So is this new recording as beautiful as the wide open prairies of the Midwest or like the deserts of New Mexico, a little bit dry and dusty? Let's kick off with the majestic fanfare for the common man.
So that was an extract from Copeland's Fanfare for the Common Man, and it's volume one of his new series of uh, recordings of Aaron Copeland's music. This time he's concentrating on the ballets, and actually that wasn't a ballet, but Rebecca, we do have a rather attractive uh, selection of, of music here by a conductor who's usually well known for conducting uh, music from Broadway shows. It's interesting to, to see him doing this, also American, but a completely different repertoire in a way. He's hit the headlines in recent years for his best-selling prom concerts and, and the tours of his Broadway and Hollywood uh, recreations of film scores. Um, and, we, you, you know, you could wonder how well he'll turn his hand to all of this repertoire, even though when you start digging into his disc- discography, he's actually already done some, you know, Elgar and Vaughan Williams, lots of English 20th century music. So, uh, you know, I approached this this disc with a real degree of curiosity. His disc of Elgar f- from a couple of years ago, which was pieces, kind of fairly lesser known pieces um, from the period of the First World War, was absolutely superb. And that was with the BBC Concert Orchestra. So I had high hopes of this as well. And he brings out a real richness from the orchestra. And the BBC Philharmonic, I think, are quite well known for their real lushness of tone. But here... There's a real sort of filmic quality to it, which we can actually hear in El Salón México, actually. <clears throat> yes, that you can actually. Um, this is really, they're, they're brilliant at this stuff. It's partly because um, they've been doing an awful lot of um, Spanish repertoire, um, partly because of the conductor, chief conductor, Juan Jomena, um, <clears throat> who has developed them in the Spanish repertoire. And while this isn't Spanish, it has kind of Spanish inflections and Latin American inflections throughout the disc. And they make, as you say, they make a glorious sound. Um, and as you say, we start off with uh, El Salón Mexico, which is a, it's a fascinating piece. Um, there's a little bit of controversy about the history behind it because Copeland said that he wrote it having visited a place called El Salón, Mexico, in Mexico City, with fellow composer Carlos Chavez. Which is a bar, isn't it, really? Well, it's supposed to be a CD bar, but apparently there's absolutely no references to El Salón, Mexico, anywhere outside um, Copeland's own writings. No one's ever been able to locate where this bar was. And so it might have been something of a figment of his imagination. However, um, just to put it in in a nutshell, it's basically about a bar where there are three levels of people kind of they're separated into three different areas you have the sort of those who have no money at all and don't even have shoes then you have the ordinary sort of workmen and then you have the kind of the level above that it's kind of social strata and the dances you hear that in this piece reflect those three social strata so let's hear an extract from el salon mexico One thing I'd like to add just here, actually, is that if you do like um, El Salón Mexico, do also try out Carlos Chavez's own music, um, in particular his Sinfonia India, which was written almost at exactly the same time as this. It's very, very similar in style, and you can see how he and Copeland were bouncing ideas off each other. Mm. And it's, there's a real sort of um, American folk song style to this as well, including despite the fact it being about Mexico, there's a real sense of sort of American folk song, which we get in Appalachian Spring, those sort of wide open spaces, um, which Copeland is so 
uh, brilliant at depicting, and you just get a real sense of of the, the expanse of the country out there, don't you? You do, and I think the BBC Philharmonic has this real kind of slick, clean sound that suits it really well. And Copeland sort of has created our vision of America, essentially, in this music. It, as you say, it really suggests the landscape. And in Appalachian Spring as well, we have this whole idea of, of living this sort of good, clean, simple life, which really now has become so intertwined with our idea of what, you know, American heritage is. So it's a sort of fascinating piece of history as well. Do you sometimes get the impression that maybe the sound is perhaps a bit too slick and clean? I, I wonder sometimes whether that's sometimes the, to the, at the expense of some of the sentiment. Yes. Yeah, I think I would probably tend to agree, actually. Yeah. But it is beautifully played and beautifully conducted. I mean, the pacing is extraordinary. And I think the recording, the SACD layer is, is, is very rich and very, very beautiful, which is exactly what you need with this music. Which extract are we going to hear? Uh, we're going to hear a bit now from the uh, Simple Gifts movement. So this is where uh, Copeland uses a shaker melody and, and varies it. Uh, it starts off with the clarinet and then we're coming in a little bit after with uh, you hear this sort of very fresh orchestral sound world he, he uses. That was an extract from Aaron Copeland's Appalachian Spring, or the suite from Appalachian Spring. Um, also on on this recording is uh, is the ballet um, is the suite from the ballet Billy the Kid about the notorious outlaw, uh, captured and put to death for the reward of five hundred dollars. Um, Billy the Kid was uh, uh, is depicted absolutely wonderfully in this music, and uh, there's there's an extract here which depicts his capture, and uh, as the cowboys sort of jump up and down dancing in celebration, you can really hear I think the orchestra really getting right to the heart of the textures. It's very beautifully crafted music and, and uh, the recording really just sort of gets right to the nitty-gritty. interesting from that extract um, we were just discussing how you can hear Charles Ives move into Aaron Copeland and move on to Leonard Bernstein and really see the material that Bernstein might have used in West Side Story a huge influence and a huge sort of almost in that sort of 40 second extract a real tale of American and take music. Take it another step further <clears throat> next month in the magazine we're focusing on Kinastera whose centenary it is and again you can hear that in his music as well he was also friends with Copeland you can hear Copeland's influence in Kinastera's own music 
music again. It's that that kind of trail. It mixes folk with Stravinsky influences, and you hear it throughout all these these composers. It's interesting you mentioned Stravinsky because, for various reasons, we've been thinking a lot about Stravinsky's ballets in, in relation to the magazine, and it's it's so different the world that he was creating with the, the pagan Russian sort of pe- Russian peasant world. Um, sort of using similar ideas, though, that as that folk heritage. It's interesting how different their sound worlds are. So that almost brings us to the end of this month's podcast. But we, before we reveal our scores on the doors, let's hear one last extract. And it's going to be the hoedown from four dance episodes from Rodeo. that was an extract from the hoedown from four dance episodes from radio by Aaron Copeland so scores please team Jeremy I'm going to give it nine out of ten what we have here is Copeland's best known ballet music in performances which for me are pretty close to ideal Rebecca I will give this eight out of ten uh, really enjoyed it we'll definitely go back and listen to it and would heartily recommend it as a an introduction to Copeland if you want to get into his music uh, perhaps as we were saying earlier there could have been a bit more variety in the sound, but really that's a minor caveat. Mm, I'm going to give it um, 8 out of 10 as well. I mean, like you, I thought there was a, you know, perhaps a little bit more um, personality, perhaps, I think is probably the word. But, you know, this this music has got so much personality in itself, it's probably, probably right to let the score speak for itself. Beautifully recorded, beautifully played. I really look forward to the following volumes in it, actually, I have to say. So that gives us an average of around 8 and a third. That brings us to the end of this month's First Listen podcast. Join us next month when we'll be talking about another new release. Goodbye. 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 Thank you for listening to this BBC Music Magazine podcast, which was produced in our Bristol studio by Jack Fletcher. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at classical-music.com or simply head to iTunes.